0: Been out of the loop. First, a restorer told me that he had been sent down to analyse the painting's condition a week before the sale. Then, a dealer confided that in partnership with another, he had been prepared to go up to £500,000. And later, I met another who had prepared a bid for twice that amount, but did not get his hand up at the sale because the price escalated so fast. The following month I talked with a major London auctioneer, who told me that he had been tipped off by one of his clients and had taken the day off to travel down by train to view it. If you add the man who underbid, the distinguished New York dealer Otto Nauman, I later discovered, the successful purchasers who apparently bought on behalf of a private collector, and the runners, dealers without galleries who seize opportunities at country sales, who had been aware of it, I can see now that I was naively situated on a distant outer limb. This realization, in part, prompted me to write the present book. One of the most obvious ways to explain how the international art trade was aware of a diminutive painting in a relatively small auction house two and a half hours from London is the technological revolution. Ten years ago, I wrote Sleepers, in search of lost old masters, which comprised stories about myself and others who had made significant discoveries at auction and elsewhere. I would need to reread it, to be sure, but I don't think I even mentioned the word Internet, and I certainly did not refer to it as an integral tool in the workings of my business. The situation has now radically changed. "'It is amusingly ironic that I, a dealer with a certain knowledge, "'failed to see something when physically present in an auction room "'while a shoal of prospective buyers, "'a large proportion of the informed old master trade, "'had been frantically researching and preparing bids "'for some weeks before the sale, "'after the illustrated catalogue was posted on the auction house website. "'Oh, sure, many would have come down to see it "'as a consequence of what they had seen online,' but only as a consequence. And I knew, of course, that it would not just have been the fact that there was a high-quality digital image of the picture for all to find with their search engines, but that with a click of the mouse, it could be instantly shared with others—curators, art historians, fellow dealers, prospective clients—all of whom could offer responses, no doubt some of them guarded which would translate into the type of bidding fervour that was witnessed that day in Sirencester. This is the culture we now occupy, a market which has a thousand eyes on anything and everything of possible significance that raises its head over the commercial parapet, and it is not just the raw commodity that is so much more accessible, but knowledge too. The ability to research and compare prospective discoveries has developed at the same expansive rate, for the skilled researcher has within immediate reach myriad public collections, archives, articles, price records, and biographies, which can either shore up or kill a hunch with lightning speed. For a discovery to be established, it has to work on paper as well as in paint. Crucial aspects of a picture's provenance... Its history can sometimes be instantly established, which fifteen or twenty years ago might have taken days, if not weeks, of professional archival research. In a business fraught with auction deadlines, the Internet's power makes the dealing of the previous generation look like dark prehistory. Yet it is not just information technology that has progressed discovery, but also technical analysis the means by which the physical properties of a painting can be diagnosed and understood. Scientists in lab coats are now increasingly entering the formerly forbidden world of artistic attribution. To me, one of the most valuable functions of science is to be able to establish a picture's terminus post-quem, the earliest likely date that it was painted. Databases and other scientific tools still have far to travel in this area, but paint analysis has become more precise in establishing the physical compounds of pigments and the way in which they are applied, and, when combined with the use of ever-growing records of when these pigments were first found to have been used, and by whom, can add valuable corroborative evidence. Scientific data is one of the bedrocks.